You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 17 weeks, 4 quarters, 60 minutes, and it all leads up to one winning, winning try. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Winning Drive Podcast. I am Rita Hubbard, the NFL chick, co-host of the Glenn and Rita Show on 105.7 The Fan in Baltimore with my guy Cordell Woodland from Chicken It Up Sports and the Ravens reporter for 105.7 The Fan. Ravens head out to Glendale this weekend, Cordell, as they face the Arizona Cardinals, who I have been calling scrappy essentially all week long. I mean, you look at the record and you say, oh, you know, they only won one game. They're not that great. But when you look at the actual games, they've been coming out to play. And um, it appears that they're trying to get healthy again, although they did lose um, James Conner. Um, for some time, but they're trying to get healthy again. Kyler Murray has been practicing, so they're trying to get back to some type of form. Um, So let's start with the defense. I think last week we started with the offense, Um, but let's start with the defense. Again, um, if you're into these types of things, Ravens total uh, defense, the DOA is ranked number two. Um, In my opinion, they are the best ranked defense in the National Football League right now. Um, going up against the Cardinals team again that has lost uh, James Conner for some time. Um, not really sure at the moment what is the situation with Kyler Murray, but Josh Dobbs has been playing um, at quarterback thus far. And again, they've been scrappy. It's not that they, you know, are just laying down. Remember, people kept saying, oh, they're tanking for Caleb. I don't think that they're tanking at all. I think that this is a team that's um, coached well, but they just don't have the personnel to really be successful the way that they probably could be um, if they had better talent. So when you look at this Arizona Cardinals offense, um, I don't know if it, if it matters to you whether you think Kylo plays or whether Josh plays or whatever. What is it that the defense of the Ravens need to do in order to keep those guys at bay? Get them off the field. I mean, this Cardinals team struggles to sustain drives. Um, that's what I see when I watch them. They'll have a couple of good plays there. They definitely struggle to sustain drives ever since James Conner's been gone. Yes. Because they yes. want to run the ball. That's what they want to do. Yep. Um, and with James Conner gone, it's forced them to 
put the ball in Josh Dobbs's hands a lot more than they'd like to. Um, so the, for the Ravens, do what you've done all year. A, get to the quarterback because the Ravens do that better than any team in the NFL right now. Mm-hmm. And also contain the big plays. They've got Hollywood Brown out there, obviously, who's going up against his old team. And Marlon already gave them bulletin board material uh, talking about how you don't have to game plan for him. I, I don't, that is, I don't that was not that. true, by the way. That was that's bulletin board material. <laughs> but but listen, I gotta say something here. If you take a fake quote online to be motivated, what type of team are you, dog? Like yeah. it's not real. He didn't say that, but for whatever reason, people just believe anything that they see on the internet, and that is wild to me. Yeah, I uh, to be honest, uh I, I saw the quote pop up on, on my timeline. So I don't, because I, I, obviously Marlon had, I didn't, I think, I, I assumed it was from his podcast, which I don't really watch. Um, and we haven't gotten to talk to, to Marlon. Obviously, Wednesday would be uh, the first day that we get to talk to him. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I saw the quote, and hopefully, yeah, if it's not real, then so be it. Um, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, but that's, that's, the, that's the problem, right? Like yeah. it, it feels like because Marlon does speak a lot, he does it's, talk a lot, and so it does weird. feel like because the, the person admitted that it was a fake quote, and and my thing is is that it, but it made rounds, and that's and the problem is it feels believable because Marlon has a podcast, Marlon does a lot of talking, um, and you know he's playing up against his former teammate in uh, uh, Marquise Brown, so. It's just, a, I hope that the Cardinals don't believe that. I don't know if it makes any much of a difference, by the way, if, if, whether they believe it or not. Um, yeah. They're 19th in scoring offense. So I don't right. know, you know, what, what exactly that they can get from that to motivate them against a great uh, defensive team. And again, you know, we saw what they did. They beat the Cowboys. So it's not that they don't, they're not capable of doing these types of things. Um, you just got to wonder if the Ravens are locked in, particularly particularly on defense, that they can really get anything going. And that's on. the thing. I don't. I have no concern about the defense being locked in. We know their mentality. We know how you know Roquan is leading that that charge on that side of the ball, and he's not going to go sleepwalking into this game. And I don't think any of the rest of them are either. I I really think that this game is going to be won on the backs of the defense if they go out there and do what they've done all year and do what they should do in this game. I see no, really no way that the Cardinals end up winning this game. Like you said, it's if this, if the Ravens go out there, you know, and let their guard down, especially coming off such a big win against a good team. Um, it's easy to get up for that type of game. This one is going to be a little more difficult to stay as motivated for, for some guys, you know, and John Harbaugh said on Monday, um, that he'd be disappointed if that affected his team. I'm not saying I expect it to affect the Ravens. I don't, um, honestly. I think the defense is going to go and dominate the way that they have. Um, and you got to be careful, though, with this Cardinals team because they can be sneaky. Dobbs can make plays. He does a good job um, taking care of the ball more times than not. It feels like uh, he, he, he is going to play it safe. So if the Ravens are going to tackle in space, they should be fine. The Cardinals don't have a lot of guys that are breaking tackles and uh, turning short passes or short yardage stuff into home runs. They just they just don't have that explosiveness on their offense right now. So 
I think the Ravens defense really is set up for them to go out there and really go win this game for them. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, Ian Rappaport had said a few days ago that the Cardinals are going to take their time with Kyler Murray. So if you had to guess, it probably is going to be, you know, Josh Dobbs, who is going to be you know, playing. And again, you know, you don't have a run game. So I don't really know what this is going to look like for you to be um, one dimensional. You know, DeAndre Hopkins is, is no longer there. You do have Zach Ertz still. You do have Marquise Brown still. So, I mean, you do have a couple of playmakers there. But um, ultimately, um, you know, we've seen Ravens defense shut down the likes of you know, the Bengals defense, uh, offense, excuse me, um, with to me, more premier talent, particularly, you know, all around in terms of running back and, and their wide receivers. So you don't want to get too comfortable, though. My concern is, is that when you look at this team, you think, oh, this is for a feasting. But ultimately, um, I, I still think that they're a well-coached team and that they're going to, at the minimum, at the half, probably find a way to hang around. Um, you know, I think that this defense just, you know, has to continue to be aggressive, um, find ways to attack Josh Dobbs the way that they can, getting Adafi away back last week and him playing at a high level in addition to the other guys that have already been there and Clowney and Van Noy and them getting um, the defensive backs involved with the pass rush has just been phenomenal. I just think that you have to continue that flow. From a, a running perspective, I just I don't see how that they'll get anything off, you know, I mean, consistently. Consistently, yeah. right? I mean, Emory Demicardo, he seems to be their goat, their, their number one back since James Conner went down. He had a pretty decent game uh, this past week against the against the uh, Seahawks. But again, I don't. I, there's nothing that scares you. I mean, right, right, honestly, right. Honestly, I, I I don't want to disrespect them um, because it is an NFL team. Like you mentioned, they did beat the Cowboys at home. The Cowboys went in there sleepwalking. That's you know, that that's their MO. Um, and we have talked a lot about the Ravens playing to the level of their competition. So But I, I I've never felt that way about this defense though. No, the not with the defense. Me for not the playing the down for the level has sure. always been on one specific side of the ball. The defense, I feel like, has just been consistent, you know, from yeah, majority no of the year. all all year this year, the defense has been there for them. Like I said, I, I don't expect that to change this week against Arizona. I don't think Arizona even has the personnel for that to be in for, for some of that stuff to happen. I, if it does, I, I got to admit, I'd be really surprised and you'd have to tip your hat to those guys, but I, I just don't really see a path for Arizona to have a lot of success offensively. I, I completely agree. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Flipping it to the other side, these, this Ravens offense who is uh, from DVOA, they are ranked um, fifth in offense. And we saw a very explosive offense against a Detroit Lions team that at the very least you like their front, their front from a defensive perspective and many people thought that um they would have some problems because the, the lions um uh, were very good they didn't allow a 100 yard rusher prior to sunday's game against the ravens and obviously they have some guys up front that can um you know get to the quarterback but this is the first time that we have seen all season how in sync this offense looked from the offensive line to Lamar just being dialed in, not, you know, um, getting out of the pocket, staying in there, you know, at the very last second um, to make some plays and even guys, um, you know, catching the ball. Nelson Aguilar, look, I think he only had one catch, but the one catch was the touchdown, you know, after yeah. him being trying to find a guy for about 10 seconds. So I think the question here is the Cardinals are on record a lesser opponent. Um, do you think that this offense can find some consistency in terms of, you know, building, you know, a continuous effort of being the offense that many people foresaw them being before the season started? I mean, Nick, it, it's definitely a chance. You like their odds against this team um, to be able to go out there and start to build it. Look, when you get a favorable schedule, or you get to this favorable part of your schedule, you got to take advantage. And the Ravens schedule to this point has been a little weird. They haven't fully taken advantage of some of their lesser opponents that they faced. Um, so, I mean, while everything is there telling me that the Ravens should go out there and dominate, I, I can't, I, something is holding me back from just saying <laughs> that that's what's going to happen. I don't know what it is. It's something is just pulling me back. From doing that, I will say this though about Arizona. They don't necessarily beat themselves. This is a team that's plus three in the turnover differential. So that I mean, that's pretty good. You look at the Ravens, they're minus one in that category. Turnovers have been an issue for them um this year. So if, if we're talking about the offense, that would be the way that the Cardinals mess around and steal this game is if the offense is going to go out there and not be able to take care of the ball. I think this will be the type of game where obviously you don't want it to be a situation where you're living off Justin Tucker and you're settling for three again in the red zone and stuff. But this is a week where I think you probably could get away with it. That's, that's always better than a turnover. And I, I yeah. just think as long as they take care of the ball offensively, this is the type of game where, like I said, I expect the defense to really be the ones to win it for them. Maybe they're the ones forcing some turnovers or uh, and, and getting short fields or forcing consistent three and outs and stuff, just not allowing the offense to stay on the field. And if they can't move the ball, even on a punt, the Ravens offense is probably going to end up getting pretty good field position at some point. So I, I just think as long as Lamar and those guys take care of the football do what they've been doing. Lamar doesn't, you know, you are, he always wants, you always want to have, see them have their best game, but this isn't a game where people got to try to play outside of themselves or try to do too much. Just, just go out there and, and take care of business and beat, beat a lesser opponent. 
Uh, they are, uh, I don't know if this matters to you, but they are 26th in um, passing defense and they're in the 20s on um, rushing defense. So listen, I mean, the, the it feels like this is a position for them to really do some good things um, from a um, passing perspective, similar to just keeping the momentum going from last week. Um, I love, we talked about this on the other podcast and seeing guys like Pat Ricard and, you know, getting Gus involved in the passing game feels like this could be one of those types of games where you can have those guys do some things, even though, you know, they are not that great from a rushing perspective, but I think everybody can just assumes that the Ravens are going to run the ball. Well, now you got guys that have the opportunity to um, catch passes in the backfield or in the flat as well to make some plays. So, um, you know, I think for me, it's not, it's not necessarily like what it is that the Cardinals are going to do from a statistical standpoint, they don't appear to be that phenomenal on defense. Um, but ultimately you know, that that doesn't mean anything in the grand scheme of things. Um, again, um, if you are into this whole DVOA uh, situation, they're ranked 31st on defense overall. So the Ravens are ranked top five on offense. you got to assume that they're going to try to exploit, you know, the situations that they have and the weaknesses that they have. It's just are you going to be able to do it for 60 minutes? I have no problem believing that this team can do it, but they've only done it for half for the most part. And outside of the game on Sunday against the Lions, the thing is that if you think that you have a comfortable lead, do you get conservative again? And do you allow the pesky Cardinals on offense to try to come back and and, and move the ball a little bit? So now you have to find a, a, new, a mojo to get back into the groove of things. That's something that the Ravens have struggled with. And I think that that's the key to what they can do on Sunday. Obviously, yeah. and the turnovers as well. Because yeah. look, Every turn, a turnover every week is getting ridiculous at this point. Find a way to hold on to the football. Don't give them an opportunity, particularly in short field situations, because I, I, I really don't feel like the Cardinals are, are, are going to be a team that the Ravens should be concerned about. But you also don't want to give them opportunities to stay and hang around in games like turnovers that the Ravens love to do thus far. Yeah, I mean, all, all of that, like you said, you know, are they going to take their foot off the gas? Um, and that seems to be a common thing with them. I mean, you look at the Ravens this year, every time they've gotten a pretty good lead, it seems like they're saying, okay, let, let's slow it down a little bit. And I understand trying to milk the clock and stuff, but you think back to those Patriot teams and stuff that everybody used to get so mad that the Patriots would never take their foot off the gas. They When they get up on you, man, they may beat you by 60 if you let them. And yep. everybody used to get so upset about that. And in this league, that's kind of what you have to do. It is. I mean, the Ravens back then in, in 19, when they got the lead, they, they did it differently. They didn't necessarily look to blow you out. It was more so we're just going to, you know, kill you by a, a thousand paper cuts. It's going to be, 10 first downs on this drive and you're going to look up and we've had the ball for a whole quarter. You yep. know, that, that, that was the way that they did it. I don't think this offense is built to do it the way that they did in 2019 to where it's just, we're going to run the ball right down your throat and you can't stop it. And you're just going to watch the clock go down. I think that they're more equipped to do it. Maybe the way that the Patriots did it, where they're just looking to continuously score. Um, but that just hasn't seemed to be what they've done. And I don't know if it's been play calling because 
you know, Mike Preston made a good point when we uh, when I was doing the pregame show on Sunday that even in those games that the Ravens have had the leads in this year, people called their play calling conservative. They were still throwing the ball. Uh, and so it may not have been successful or may not have been, you know, turning into the big plays that they wanted it to turn into. But it's not like this team has gone out there and just ran the ball for three straight plays and gotten off the field. So I, I think a lot of that is going to come down to the players. Are they executing the way that they were against Detroit? Because if they are, then yes, they'll be able to jump out on this team. The Ravens have started fast all year. I think they're the highest scoring team in the first quarter in the NFL this year. So starting fast isn't a problem. And against a team like the Cardinals, if the Ravens do start fast, um, they may be able to just put them away. But it may be a snooze fest again, just like it was last week. But uh, <laughs> being able to start fast, if they, I, I would like to see them kind of put a team away in the third quarter. And we're seeing Tyler Huntley out there for the whole fourth. Right. I, w- I agree with you. I mean, look, that, that ideal outcome would be for it to be a snooze fest. The Ravens just got to comply uh, with that. And we know that they're capable of doing it. It's just, you just don't want to try to um, look down to the Cardinals because they do like to hang around if you allow them to. Um, so with that said, Cordell, Decision-making time. Now, the Ravens are eight-and-a-half-point favorites going into this game. Um, feels right, I guess, you know, uh, you know, considering um, the things that we talked about and the statistics that comes down to it. Um, again, you know, Cardinals' defense isn't that great. Cardinals offense is not ranked that great. They're ranked 25th in DVOA. So I, you know, it feels like this team is ripe for another blowout game. Um, are you good with this line and and the Ravens win? Or what do you do you think it's going to be a little bit closer than that? Yeah, I mean, it's it's worrisome. Anytime you see uh <laughs> eight and a half, I mean, come on. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not ideal. Um, but the Cardinals this year, um, against the spread, they're three, three, and one. Uh, for whatever you know, however, that you may take it with that. The Ravens against the spread are five and two. Um, so the Ravens, you said it earlier this year, I think it was uh, maybe the tight, I mean, the uh, um, the Texans game, which whichever was their last big spread, maybe it was the Colts one, but they rarely covered. They're they're a team that that you're worried about when it comes to that, especially when it's a spread this size. Eight and a half is pretty big, but I think they could do it. I I think they could do it. I do. I think they could. Um, will they? We'll see. But today, I'm feeling like they will. Um. I'll say the Ravens end up winning this game. Let's go with uh, 36 to 13. Okay. What's funny is that 13 is my number two. (laughs) (laughs) I think I've been rocking with 13 in in a lot of my scores this year. So 13 is also going to be my number for the Cardinals. Um, I think that Ravens, the Ravens will cover. Um, I, I just think that, um, I do think that the Cardinals, as poorly as they look on record, 
I think that Gannon is a um, good coach, minus the whole fire in your gut situation, mm-hmm. <laughs> but ultimately um, is a good coach. Um, and I don't really think it matters who the, the quarterback situation is. Um, you know, if you do play a guy like Colin Murray, well, guess what? They, they practice with Lamar Jackson every day in practice. So you already got a guy that you, you, you know, know a similar skill set in terms of running the football. Um, Josh Dobbs, you know, you know, he's a good backup, you know, he's a serviceable backup, but ultimately, you know, playing these teams, um, it, it will toughen you up. And, and I'm sure that it has toughened him up some, but ultimately I think that the Ravens just are a really solid football team right now. And they're riding high off of that victory that a lot of people thought that the Lions were going to win. So I am going with the Ravens 27 and the Cardinals 13. So I think that they'll win by two scores. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm sure, like, again, I'm, I think that in the first half, the Cardinals are probably going to be a little bit pesky and find a way to, you know, make it, make them look like a formidable opponent. Um, and then some adjustments will be made in the second half. And I just think from a talent perspective, um, the Ravens um, and their coaching will find a way to pull away from this game. Um, I, I, w- I would also say, I mean, if look, we just did a segment, the, uh, on the last episode of our podcast, talking about Lamar being an MVP, you yep. if you're if you're going to be an MVP, this is this is these are the types of games that you have those MVP like performances against against a lackluster team like the Cardinals. I mean, yep. you should be going out there and feasting. This is a stat padding type of game. That's that's kind of going into my idea of this massive blowout that. Lamar's just going to go out there and, you know, really start to insert him na- his name uh, into the MVP conversation because you already talked about the defense, especially in the passing game. They should they should really be able to run circles around this Cardinals team if they go out there and, and they're as focused as they were last week. I agree. And look, you know, Lamar, um, after the game against the Lions, just didn't feel it seemed like he wasn't satisfied. He's just like, it's just another game, a regular game. So he feels like he's locked in. You know, it feels like Lamar is like, I'm ready. I'm locked in. I'm ready to make a run. I'm ready to make a tear on the rest of these teams, you know, because truth be told, I think a lot of Ravens in that locker room believe that they should be undefeated. And that the reason why that they're not is because of their own self-inflicted wounds mm-hmm. um, that have happened. So I do think that they are not satisfied with being five and two um, and, you know, only being a half a game up against right. the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, um, I think that they are, you know, focused on really saying, well, we're the best team in this division. And not, and not only that, one of the best teams in the AFC. So I definitely think that Lamar is, is locked and loaded. And I think that that's going to reflect with his teammates. It was good seeing Rashad Bateman get back in the fold. Hopefully that can continue. And Zay Flowers has just been amazing for this team. And, and look, Odell is going to get some burn too. So mm-hmm. it'll be fun to see uh, this offense in form. I will be there, Cordell. I will be yeah. in Arizona to see the game. So uh, hopefully, you know, when we do our recap, it will be joyous and fun. And 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 I left at the end of the third or the mid-fourth quarter because right. I was so bored, you know, type vibes as opposed to, oh, they barely got it in there. <laughs> and and <laughs> look, know? I mean, it's a it's another NFC team. And yep. we know how Lamar does against yep. these NFC teams. So one another loss. reason to kind of just 
think that this could end up being one that gets put away early. Absolutely. So we will recap um, the Ravens game after their game. Um, again, I will be in Arizona, so um, hopefully we'll have some some great vibes going on, on as we uh, recap the Ravens' hopeful win against the Arizona Cardinals. So we look forward to you guys listening to us on our next episode. We want to thank you all for listening. Enjoy your weekend, as I will be doing uh, as well. So from Cordell to me, this is Winning Drive. Twenty Four Hundred Sports is an Odyssey company.